This is your week, your news for the week of July 16th, 2023. And for the first time ever, there's only one person whose name is mentioned in the commercial for this podcast, actually on this podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan Pluckelman. Joining me today on your week, your news, uh, Christian Brown from ClarksvilleNow.com. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Thanks for having yeah, me. Nice to have you on, Christian. And joining Christian Brown, also from ClarksvilleNow.com, Jordan Renfro. Howdy. <laughs> now, before we get into the top stories of the week... I just want everybody to kind of know a little bit of a backstory. There could be some friction between Christian and Jordan. Definitely. On this episode of Your Week, Your News. <laughs> because Jordan, who has been working, how long have you been at Clarksonna.com? Since beginning of December. The beginning of December. Okay, so she's been here for a grand total of like seven, we'll say eight months. Okay. Eight months, yeah. And, and Jordan the other day said... My desk isn't big enough. No. Oh, man. I need. I didn't know this is where you were going. I need a bigger desk. (laughs) And so she went to the higher ups and said, give me a a bigger desk. So we found. (laughs) Did I? Found one. And this is solid wood furniture. Nothing but the finest here at ClarksvilleNow.com. And the largest. Yeah. And so. And so she didn't even silence her phone for this. This is, you know, this is where Jordan's at right now. So. So. So we decide we got to move this desk into Jordan's office. This thing weighs 900 pounds. <laughs> and we're starting to get to the point where we're like, hey, let's work smarter, not harder. So we find some dollies in the garage. And so we're trying to wheel this desk around. Well, the desk falls off the dolly and lands squarely on Christian's big toe. <laughs> like it didn't like this desk weighs 900 pounds like christian's toe looks like something that you see in like a horror movie there's blood squishing out here he can barely walk on we had to carry him to his car and as we're carrying him to his car he's just shaking his fist at jordan like he's saying this is the reason why this has happened. Dang you, right? Jordan. <laughs> I don't even have a response to that. That was so beautifully told. It's hard to believe. So, yeah. I, mean, I think little... it was spot on. There was, there was a couple facts that were kind of, you know, changed a little bit, but that's fine. It was spot on for the most part. I begged you to forgive me over and over. Here. How about this? We just never move that desk ever again and we'll leave it in your office forever. That's the deal, and then I'll forgive you. Does that sound good? If I go, the desk goes. That's okay. going to be the new condition. Right. <laughs> Christian's not loading the desk. I'm never touching anywhere. that desk again. Ever, ever again. So uh, Christian was able to hobble here in the studio for your week, your news. Um, <laughs> I think it's one of, those, one of those chairs that they had in ancient Egypt that they'd carry the pharaoh around. Oh, in, I love that. that. The, you know, had the little... Things people pick up. And we'll get carry the Clarksville it. Now crew to do that for me since I'm, I'm acting editor today. So we'll just do it like that. I don't know who you're going to get from Clarksville Now. Lee Irwin is, is getting up there and I had back surgery. So like I can't lift more than 10 or 15 We'll make pounds. it work. We'll, we'll keep, make it work. We'll just keep pushing them in that office chair. But here are the top stories trending on ClarksvilleNow.com for this week. What's story number one, Christian? Yeah, starting out, we have the crime rate drops in Clarksville for the fifth year year in a row along with number of crimes so chris smith uh, the editor for clarksville now jumped on this and he does this annually for clarksville now is this he, the one story he writes he, he, this, is, this is the one story shout out chris he's gonna listen back and be like ryan oh my god don't bully my boss <laughs> now the, the point he points out in this uh 
the even with Clarksville's population skyrocketing mm-hmm. now at um, 174,000 people, wow. close to 175,000 actually. Uh, both the crime rate, like I said, and the actual number of major crimes have decreased. Uh, you know, here's the deal. You can't believe what you read on Clarksville chat all the time. Because you would think, according to the Internet, that we have become a cesspool of crime. Now, granted, we're a big city. We have nearly 175,000 people living here. We are going to have crime. That is a part of the deal. But for the last five years, and they don't go by anecdotal evidence off of Facebook, they're actually researching the numbers of crimes committed overall and the crime rate. And things are going down, which I think just shows you, you know, Mayor Pitts has a plan. He knows we're a growing city and we're growing the police force and law enforcement to meet those demands. So, you know, Clarksville is growing, but it's still a fantastic place to call home. It's still a safe place. Yes, there are things that happen here. Things happen in every city. But I think I, I feel personally very comfortable, very happy here. And this is just a great uh, back up to the fact that, yes, it is safe to live in Clarksville. Bad things happen. They're going to happen everywhere, everywhere. But overall, everyone, most people's experience is one of safety here. And there's a sincere feel of community here. I think mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, I felt right when I moved here uh, back in December 2021. I'm sure, Jordan, I'm sure you've had the same experience, too. Mm-hmm. For the most part, too. Definitely have. You know, being the crime news reporter for Clarksville now. Um, you may have a warped perception of reality. Yeah. All you cover is crime. All I cover exactly. is crime. And, you know, lately we're seeing the cases that have been going on since 2017, 2018. Right. Some cold cases that are just now being solved. I think something that was also listed in that article was that we're, we have a pretty high closure rate mm-hmm. of, of those cases. Um we actually had a, a trial that was supposed to start this week. It ended up not getting getting started, had another continuance. But a lot of the things that I'm seeing in court are cases that ha- have been like murder cases and, and big, big cases are from 2017, over five, over right. five years ago. Yeah. So it takes a while to get those through the system. But you have an interesting perspective mm-hmm. being the court reporter for Clarksville now.com and, and folks, there's not 15 court reporters. <laughs> there's Jordan changing her shirt from case to case. It's Jordan putting a hat on. I look know? like the staff of 15. Right, exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, you are the person responsible for covering crime mm-hmm. in Clarksville. How do you like recenter yourself to reality when all you do is deal with and report on the bad things that happen in Clarksville week especially, in and week out, especially major crimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's definitely harsh. I mean, you see some of these things in the courtroom cause the hardest, hardest part is you walk in there and you get a, you get a really sharp dose of reality that these people that were victims, um, these murder victims, they were people and you have to see photo evidence, sometimes video evidence of what they endured in their last moments. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's hard. That's hard to look at. And you, unfortunately you end up taking that home with you sometimes. But yeah. I think for me, you know, it's a matter of, I end, I end up, you know, working with these, the victims' families. Um, if, if, yeah. if I'm allowed to, right. you know, I, I reach out and I ask and, and sometimes I, I bond with these victims as I've been through a similar circumstance with them as well. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I kind of compartmentalize mm-hmm. when it comes to dealing with these crimes and it's not easy. 
especially when you have major cases back to back to back right, like yeah. these trials I've have. But so I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay, pressure. Okay. A lot of pressure coming pressure your way. On. I feel like I'm you know, a sip of water. I don't want to. I don't want your. I don't want you to crumble under the pressure like Christian's toe under that desk, but <laughs> like like a cookie. <laughs> so, so so. Um, but as a person who all you do day in and day out is deal with the horrible things that have happened in this community, how do you feel personally? about living in Clarksville. Do you feel safe here? Do you, do you feel comfortable here? How do you feel crime is in the city of Clarksville? Um, if I didn't have to report on it every single day, I wouldn't know that we had all this big major crime going mm-hmm. on. I mean, I have a vivid security system at my house, so I feel relatively safe, but I don't, I don't think that Clarksville is as eaten up with crime as people think it is. I mean, me having to report on that constantly and seeing all these, unfortunately, like missing juveniles, missing adults, you know, murder, occasional murder cases, suicides, things like that. It does get hard, but I think for the number of people that we have in the population and how much we're growing and the changes that have had, I mean, you look at the statistics. Yeah, I was going to say. It's it's just insane that even though we're, we're growing, our crime is going down. Right. And I think that's something that needs to be noted. And yeah. I, so I, I personally, I don't have any quarrels with, you know, I take my keys with me when I get out of my car. Let's <laughs> right, put it that way. Right, but right, I right. do, I do feel You're comfortable. You're smart, but yeah. you feel comfortable. You turn off your car, take your keys. Park smart, right. everyone. Park smart. <laughs> Isn't it kind of funny? And, and, I, and we, we always are glad to help CPD and, yeah. and the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office. Cause every once in a while they'll want to do a PSA campaign talking about park smart. Park smart. And how often we have to say, and this I think is a testament to how safe of a city Clarksville is. We have yeah. to remind people. <laughs> we have to go on the radio and remind people to lock their car doors and to not leave your firearm in an unlocked car. What does that tell you about how safe people feel yeah. here? It's like, ah, I don't need a lock. I just leave it in there. Yeah. I will say, though, the mm. other day I was watching a TV series like, um, it was like about serial killers and stuff. And I did not realize. Why are you watching shows about serial killers when all you deal is with crime? You should she can't get away it's from it. It's how I detox. I don't know. But. We need to get her a, a TV <laughs> network. It's all puppies and kittens. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. No. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, but I watched this one and I didn't realize that a serial killer had actually hit Clarksville. Mm-hmm, the Baskin the fa- Robbins the fast fa- yeah. And oh. I went to that Baskin Robbins and I almost asked that girl, how do you guys feel working in a place where two girls were kidnapped? <laughs> I'm sure they don't mention that all the time. I'm not. Yeah. I'm sure when they hire people, they don't go like, "Hey, welcome to the to the Baskins. We're glad to have you." Um, there was a murder here like 30 years ago. I just want to give you the heads up and give. Like, I'm sure they don't bring it up anymore. Yeah, that's so interesting. I actually did not know that. Yeah, it was like uh, he was hitting all over Nashville, and then he was like, I'm going to go west and hit Clarksville real quick at the Baskin Robbins. That is terrifying. Get a scoop of ice cream while I'm there. Was it 90s, right? It was mid-90s, It was the 90s, yeah, because he was hitting Denny's mainly. I'm sure during that time period, people were leaving their doors unlocked to their houses, too. Then that happened, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it kind of kicked everybody into safety precautions, and you know, it just keeps on tuning up as well. But that's that's one of those things where if you were in Clarksville at that time when that was going on, that gripped the community. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's the I mean, it was a horrible story. Were you in story. Clarksville at that time? I was not. Wisconsin. In, uh, I was in the 90s. I was in high school. Um, uh, well, yeah. I would pay to see you in high school, Ryan. I think I'd hang out with you. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd, be, we'd be good buddies on that. But Jordan, stop watching. Yeah. Murder documentaries. I, I make no promises. Watch. Just for reference, to, r- real quick, too, I'll give you guys the number. 
numbers. According okay. to the 2022 report released this month, mm-hmm. the crime rate dropped to around 70 major crimes reports uh, per 1,000 residents, All down right. from 70, around 78 in 2021. So yeah. there was a quite a big drop-off from that time period, but also uh, from previous years, such as like uh, 2002, there was more than 100 uh, major crimes mm-hmm. in Clarksville, and it's dropped to around 70. So, I mean, that's Moving pretty right amazing. Yeah. And that's a that's a great shout and out. And we're to, still growing, too. Yeah. So you'd think that based off those numbers that, oh, we're getting bigger, so more crime. Yeah, and hats off to local law enforcement. Then also the media. Uh, I think Clarksville now deserves a little pat on the back, but it's more than anything law enforcement. we got to be humble. we got to be yeah, humble. Do you guys exactly. want to pat each other on the back real quick? Yeah, like, I don't I'll, work at Clarksville now. There we go. Okay, Ryan still makes a difference. Thanks for patting me on yeah. the back, Christian. I <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. All right. The, the self-love fest. Uh, moving on now <laughs> to our next story. Boy, you guys are great. Boy, well, that Clarksville now. <laughs> this this is a sad transition. So, Aww. and Jordan, this is one of your stories. Uh, the number of dogs found starving, abandoned on the rise for rural rescues near Clarksville. I just Can you just keep say rural one more time? <laughs> That's the Indiana in me right there. Rural, rural, rural. yeah, rural. It's like, a, it's like a sound. <laughs> well, it's not really a word. You make a sound. So they're seeing a big up, uptake in yeah. the amount of animals that are abandoned and just stray animals yeah. in the community. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's always been a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the, that's the thing. It's always been a problem, and people just don't talk about it. And I have not found. I even looked online to see. Okay, well, well how about in the Nashville? area because I couldn't find anything from Clarksville. Yeah. Nobody shines a light on these pets that get dumped or abandoned and sometimes surrendered. And it's just, it's so hard because you look at, I mean, who suffers in that equation? The dog, the animal, the cat. I mean, it, it, they're the ones that have to bear the brunt of, okay, you, my, the only person I've known for all these years, and now I'm having to fend for myself. Even though dogs are descendants of wolves, you yeah. turn them out to fend for themselves, they're, they're not, they don't know how to hunt like that. Well, especially if you've been domesticated, right? Yeah. You know, you, the, you go get food from a bowl. Like my yeah. dog, here's how my dog gets food. She goes to her bowl. If there's nothing in it, she scratches at it. So we know then to bring her food. And that's simple. That's right it, there. Right. It is. I think it comes down to a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of factors involved. But I, I don't think when it comes to adopting animals that enough thought is given. I know there are. Yeah. And this is not a blanket statement. There are fantastic pet owners who do an incredible job and are responsible, mm-hmm. take care of their animals. I'm not talking about you. You know who you are. You take yeah. care of your animals. They're a big part of your life. You do it responsibly. You love them. Exactly. That's a big thing, too. But I think for so many people, they don't give it the thought they need to, how is this being going to change your life? It's going to change your life in many ways. You have to yeah. ask yourself, am I okay with something that requires constant daily attention from me? Right? Yeah. Because you just can't, like cats, you can leave at home while you yeah. go away for the weekend. They don't care they're as long as you leave. They're like, listen, I'm glad you're gone because I'm tired they're of They're an apathetic it. roommate. They're like, yes. oh, you're back. I forgot. Right, I but that care. dog needs constant attention. Yeah. So really, you have to say, are we okay with having something that needs us for survival daily? They're kind of like a baby in a way. It is. They and are I, babies. They are babies. I think <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's, it's too often, it's too easy to get them. Yeah. And I think... You know, there's not that thought given of, am I okay with giving all of this up for the sake of this, this animal? And so I think people rush in and then they don't know what to do. And then what do you do with this thing? Once you realize that you don't want to change your life at all, but you've already committed to this. 
It's like, guys, there's better ways. You don't abandon a thousand your dog. times better ways. Right. Like, like you said, surrender. Animal control. At yeah. least. Try and find some well, a new home. There yeah. are a couple different factors when I was doing this. I want to call it an investigation. When I was when I was looking into this, she was going um, undercover. She had her undercover hat, ball cap. No, on I was actually she, didn't, like a she dog. didn't have that. She was dressed like a dog. Was, she had fur. My owner abandoned me. She had some long nails. <laughs> I still have them. Um, no, but a, a lot of different factors play into this. And when you think about um, like the the new movie with Channing Tatum, Dog. Yeah, yeah. you know that one. Yeah. Okay, so dogs become trends, right? I mean, you have German Shepherds, mm. and now it's going to be Malinois. It was Pit Bulls. I mean, people don't understand that dogs have different personalities. And different needs. And different yeah. needs. Yep. And a Malinois, a German Shepherd, those are high-energy dogs. Yeah. And they are going to need a purpose. They're not couch potatoes. No. Right. And so people see them in these movies, and they're like, I want that dog. No, you don't. Right. Because you like to sit there and watch Netflix for right. 12 hours on end. Which is fine. There's dogs that are more accustomed yeah. to a slower lifestyle. Absolutely. A bulldog. Yeah. Bulldogs are so cute. <laughs> they are. But there, there's there's that. You know, dogs become trends. And so mm-hmm. then they get bred. And then people, you know, oh, I want this. And then they realize they can't handle it. Right. And so then they give them up or they abandon them. Right. And then you also have these dogs that people... During Christmas time, they're like, oh, I want to get my kid a puppy. Right. And then seven months later, the puppy is no longer puppy sized. They stop being cute at some point and they start getting annoying. If you don't hand, if you don't train them and give them the attention they need. Yeah. So it's, it's different factors play into why it's become such a nuisance problem. But the biggest one that surprised me was if you remember back in COVID-19, the height of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. Did you know of any veterinarians that were open for spay and neuter? They weren't considered necessary. I d- I, Jordan, I didn't even think of that. Those aren't so they had to close because of the pandemic. And so we've got a whole bunch of animals that maybe missed the cycle, if you will. Yeah. Oh. So okay. those are, that's a big reason. It's, Interesting. It's set people back, spay and neuter. And if you try to find a place that does spay and neuter now, I mean, one, if you go to, you know, just veterinarian yeah. offices, they're yeah. like five, $800 for a spay and neuter right. at certain places. But the ones that are more affordable, they're booked out until December. Interesting. Until the end of the year. It's almost impossible. Because they're still not caught up with the, the COVID. Not. Rush that, that is, yeah. I didn't even think about I didn't that. Think about that That's why I don't report at ClarksvilleNow.com, <laughs> and I wasn't patting myself on the back after the last story because I don't have that skill set. But that's really that's really interesting. Now, did you find is there? Because you know, a lot of people you'll have to register your dog and you get a, a microchip for it. Are there any repercussions for people that have been found to abandon their dog? Like if they oh, yeah. find a emaciated dog somewhere and they scan the chip and it turns out it's Bob Stevens down the street. Does anything happen? Oh yeah. So that's another thing. When I was talking to some of these people, like at Sagley's uh, biker bully farm, um, uh, faithful friends, Stewart County, even Michaela's motel. I was talking with, with all of them and law enforcement has surprisingly gotten better at enforcing these laws because Mm. there's now a fine and apparently there always has been. If you get caught dumping your pet, um, whether it's on video or if it's a microchip dog and you say, yeah, I don't really want that back. You get fined. How much? What's the fine? Should be in the article, but I think it's about, is it five hundred dollars? I think it's five hundred. Let me. I want to say it's five hundred, but that's that's not enough. 
You get, no. Yeah, I think you're right, Christian. You move that up to about twenty five hundred bucks, and people would think Thank twice. You. That's exact. It is five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So when I was talking with right. some of these, some of the people that work at these rescues, you know, they asked, you know, what, what's a good way to deter people from yeah. from pet dumping? They said, well, you know, they're spay and neuter, but. Stiff fines and prison time. That's the only way. Yeah. And I would say prison, but jail time. You yeah. know, give it. Give these people something to think about before Especially, they dump their pets. You got to think about it. I mean, that is one of the most despicable offenses, in my opinion, that you can ever do. You know, these these are little angels. These are I mean, angels. They're angels. Like I understand, there's there's different circumstances. Right. You yep. may not be able to afford the pet, right. but surrender it. Right. Do not leave it on its own. To survive by itself. That is so unfair. Now, I will say one caveat to this Mm -hmm. that just I I don't think about it and I try not to think about it. But pet owners die. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. There were some really heart wrenching stories that I heard. There was a one of the bit one of the really hard ones was a guy over at Sagley's. Biker Bully Farm. It said that uh, they got a call. They work with with sheriff's office mm-hmm. and, and police, and they got a call from the sheriff's office saying, "Hey, we got an aggressive dog over here. Yeah, can you come get it?" And so he said, "Yeah." They got the you know little catch pole and everything right. went over. They didn't tell them that there was a deceased owner inside. They didn't tell them that it was two little Pomeranians that were guarding oh, their owner. No, right? Oh. Yeah. So he walks yeah. in and sees a dead body and these two aggressive dogs. Right. Well, yeah. They yeah, have makes to sense. get the Pomeranians out. And Man. Okay. Body. That is heart wrenching. So the lesson we learned here: stiff fines, jail time, which would be a great name for a rap album oh. and a great way to solve this crisis. <laughs> I think you're exactly right on both fronts, Ryan. I, I think that's great. Killing it. Yeah. Bam. Well, moving on to an, another kind of sad story. What you don't want to have? Why story? did I do? Why did I do this Christian? order? I did not think about the you order. You get your toe broken, and it's just you, you decided to make you everyone sad. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it. It's you know inadvertently what? your fault. He's so. in so much pain on his toe right I now. I will not I'm sit like, here oh. and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but so the tree canopy in Clarksville has been cut by in half. In only seven years by developments and storm damage. Storm damage, and this report was by a uh, uh, one of our part-time workers, Lily uh, Russell. And so, uh, in Clarksville, the tree canopy has shrunk from thirty-eight percent to seventeen seventeen percent over just the past seven years, according to the Tree Board and City Council Member Karen Reynolds. So we're seeing less and less trees. If you were to look at Clarksville, a satellite view, you'd see less and less trees today than you did seven years ago. Of course, what makes sense with that is, I mean, everywhere you look, there's a subdivision popping up everywhere. Like There's places where I went... No, they couldn't put a subdivision there. And well, they, they do. Did. <laughs> they, did, they did it anyway. It's like, it's like, you can't build a subdivision there. Oh, well, I, I was wrong. Surely you can. It's like that shaggy meme. Like, are you challenging me? <laughs> right. <It's> just, <laughs> well, they put a subdivision. Across from the Clarksville now offices here, for yeah. the longest time, it was a quarry. It was a stone quarry. Oh. It was a cave. Oh. And then it was kind of this this big wooded area. And I remember they someone had sold that land, and they said they're going to build a subdivision across there. And I'm like, you can't. There's a it's a stone quarry and a yeah. cave and all that stuff. Well, sure enough, there's about a 300 houses across the street uh, from us right yeah. now. I would yeah. have never guessed that either. We used to have teenagers park here all the time 
to to walk down to the cave. Yeah, and they like if you went, we went to the cave once because we wanted to see it. It was during COVID because you know we had I I would keep having to go outside and say like Hey, can I help you? Yeah, yeah we're just going down to the cave. I'm like you can't <laughs> that you can't park here. This is not public park. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided to at some point just go down and see for ourselves what was going on down there. So we we walked down there and checked out this beautiful stone quarry and. And this cave here, and this cave was beautiful. It was just stunning. And what you found was cigarette cartons <laughs> and and uh, cheap beer and white claw cans everywhere. You know what? That sounds more like my kind of time, Ryan. <laughs> I, hope, I hope your toe hurts, you weirdo. <laughs> but no, and I thought, no, surely they can't build a subdivision there. But they, but they are. And that, so that's sad. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's it's progress. Yeah. I mean, if you think about yeah. where this building, where we're at right now, where we're jibber jabbering. At one point, this was covered in trees, and it was a field. That's a good point too. Where your house. Is, and I'm talking to everybody listening to this. You're, at one point, it was a field, and it's not anymore. So, I mean, this is just the 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 the, the you know one of the things of progress. Yeah, yeah. have to deal with. Now, they are talking about bringing some trees back, right? That's exactly right. So, the city council actually passed a, a resolution that would bring uh, in a study done to kind of tally what trees they have on what uh, yeah. public property, actually private property from the city's point of view. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're having that done to kind of see what they need, specifically what kind of trees they need and all the different environments. So this is one kind of solution to this problem. It's just seeing, doing like an, an, an arbor audit, exactly. if you will. Exactly. Figure out what we need and then, you know, going from there. Because they have no data on what trees they do have. Right in their parks and things of that nature. Uh, and I think that's so interesting to see. So they'll have, you know, data to show what they need, what they have and things of that such. But yeah. the, the resolution actually almost didn't pass. So it, it passed six to five. What was oh, the argument wow. against finding out what kind of trees we have so we can see what we need and then getting more? So one council person actually mentioned that she believes there's too many trees <laughs> in parks <though. laughs> And my eyebrows just kind of raised. I was like, "Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't agree with that." But okay, what? 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 <laughs> she, yeah, I mean, wonder how she feels about the polar bears. Yeah, the, the, the record shows. I'm sorry, but there are just too many trees in this town. And if it was up to me, if I had my way, I'd go get a chainsaw and take more of them down. Our planet is dying. <laughs> Then someone else too mentioned many trees in yeah, Clarksville. I know. What's I wrong know. with okay. too many trees? Then someone else mentioned the fact where and off the air. Can you tell me who that is? Yeah, because I want to make sure if I'm in their ward that I never vote for them again. <laughs> if I have voted for them in the past, what do you have? Did you buy sunglasses with little trees in them? And then you run around and go, "There's trees everywhere." <laughs> no, that's the the sunglasses with the trees on. Take them, them off. There's not exactly. enough. Exactly. So okay. So continue. Anyway. Then someone else mentioned like, "Hey, why don't we just." Google what trees we need that grow in the state of Tennessee. Okay. That way we don't spend money on. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, well, we need to understand what environments need specific trees. And the other one said, why don't we just ask Alexa? Hey, Alexa, (laughs) what kind of trees do we need in Clarksville? It's free. So those yeah. those things were set at the city too council meeting. Too many trees. Uh, Who's running on the too many trees platform? <laughs> I can't is, wait to hear those commercials. I, I, res- I respect I respect their opinion though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You know, 
I can't wait for that commercial. Hi, I'm so-and-so running for city council in the city of Clarksville. You know the biggest problem in this town? Too many trees. There's trees over here. There's trees over there. There's trees here. There's trees there. There's too many trees. And if I win re-election, I will make sure every tree is obliterated. What are you, like the villain in Fern Gully? Is that, is, are you the bad guy in Avatar? Do we have the bad guy in Avatar on the city council? So eye-catching, though. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so it has shrunk, but we're making an effort to build it back up, and that's okay. the plus and positive thing about this story. My favorite part about the whole thing is the is the too many trees. I just need to know who this person is. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> let's, all, let's stop right there. Of all the problems we have, like you know, we're ladies growing. and gentlemen, this is your week, your news. Exactly. Your now, week, your we news. Have to just stop. to clarify, to her. Her thing was like, we have too many trees. Why spend additional money on, you know, this project? Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. but at the same point, it's yeah, it's gotcha. questionable. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, the next story we have in line is road projects in Clarksville on hold, waiting for AT and T. Uh, charter spectrum to move utility lines. You know why they can't move those utility lines? Too many darn trees. That's right. All those road projects are on hold because AT&T and CDE can't move the power lines because all those darn trees. I should have saw that coming. I had no idea what you were about that's to say. That's transition right there. That, now that is a transition. Chris is going to be like, oh, man, yeah. that's amazing. That's a good one. He's yeah. going to listen to this later, oh, too. Who's jealous now, Smith? <laughs> Um, so uh, two key road improvement projects are in the mid-construction in Clarksville this year, but they've both been on hold because private utility companies are taking too long to move their lines out of the way. So the infrastructure in the city is being on hold, been put on hold by these companies, apparently. Huh. I like that you talk with your hands. Yeah. He does. I'm, I'm you very... Can see ex- that. I'm in a little... Yeah. It's Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, so they're waiting on these projects. They just can't get these done in time. Yeah. Basically, the city called them and said, can you move these power lines? And yeah. they said, we can move these power lines sometime between this date and, and this date. <laughs> and, you know, the thing about it is Mayor trees Joe Trees allowing. Exactly. Yeah, trees <laughs> allowing. Trees. <laughs> Mayor Joe Pitts has actually expressed his frustration and had the following quote to say, uh, they consistently get in our way and delay road uh, project construction. At a time when our community is growing and growing so fast and the traffic is the number one concern, we are trying to get these road projects built as quickly as we can. You know when Joe Pitts is frustrated yeah. that it's a thing. Because that he, man... Such a level-headed guy. Oh, smooth as glass. Yes. Level-headed. Like, he is... Like, for Joe Pitts to get upset, for Mayor Pitts... Like, I call him like we're best friends. For Mayor Pitts <laughs> to get... Oh, Joe. <laughs> I do have his cell phone. Um, but no, for, for Mayor Pitts to get upset about something, get worked up about yeah. something, it's a serious deal. So yeah. what is what are they saying they're going to do? Are they going to... They get, are they are they just going to sit there and wait? Or, or, or what's the solution to this problem? Are they bring that up? or was Yeah. So Charter Spectrum, a regional spokesperson, told Clarksville now uh, that the team's completed work at Whitfield and Nemore Road mm-hmm. uh, in January. It is my understanding another provider's move is pending, which is AT&T and Clarksville now reached out for a response. And I do not believe they've heard back yet. So basically it was like, <laughs> that's not our problem, but it looks like AT&T is messed up. So basically they threw them under the bus completely, gotcha. which respectfully as a business standpoint, it's genius. Right, right. Especially like, yeah. I'm glad they answered us. Right, yeah. Because now, I mean, it's just, 
you hate to see it, especially like yeah. Mayor Pitt said, you know, we're going so fast and we need this yeah. infrastructure. Move yeah. your poles, man. Move yeah. your poles. Move yeah, your exactly trees. Right. Yeah, exactly get, those, right. get those trees out of the way. Move those poles. And one of the things <laughs> the county's been working on, actually, is the fact where these companies, the county wants these companies to basically ask permission to work uh, when the, when they do want to go to these roads. Right. Because right now they don't need permission. Okay. And they can do this on their own. Okay. So the highway department's actually reached out and I think they're trying to make a resolution on the matter where this is implemented, where they have to have this specific process to follow. So these kind of problems don't happen anymore. Right. All right. Well, hopefully that'll get figured out. Yeah. Um, get those polls moved. We got get progress those polls here. Move, baby. We got progress here, baby. Now, here's an interesting This is another one. sad story. It's not. Oh, thank God. So Lincoln, Lincoln Homes rebuilding plans uh, show modern housing, central green space in the area. Uh, residents got their best look yet at what's in the plans for rebuilding the Lincoln Homes housing project in Clarksville. Looks amazing. Go oh. check out the pictures at ClarksvilleNow.com. Um, it really, y- y- sometimes you wonder when they're building a public housing like that. They're going to go like, ah, just give me the cheapest design ever. We got four walls and some windows on there, you know, and you get like, but these are beautiful, modern looking buildings. Yeah, they are. Um, And it's a really neat looking development with green spaces taken to account and all of that. And they're giving residents design input. I think anytime you do that, you create a sense of ownership in that community. When you're saying, hey, we want to, what do you want your community to look like? It builds a sense of ownership, and I think that's going to look fantastic. One of the things, we talked about this when they were initially drawing up the plans, uh, back when you guys were still in high school. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so one of the things they were talking about that we didn't get really an answer on is, while they're rebuilding Lincoln Homes, there's going to be a process from tearing down the current housing yeah. situation and then building the new one. Is there been a, been a plan addressed yet of where the people that currently live Residence. in Lincoln Homes are going to be? During the process of this building, are they going to do it section by a little bit by a little bit or anything yet on that? I'm not too positive on that. So let's see. So the units will remain permanently affordable to low income households with residents paying no more than 30 percent of their adjusted income in rent. Right. Okay. so then also they said they are in the development stage. During the stage, we formulate concepts about what it could look like. Then we reach out and work with our partners. Okay. So I don't think that's been fully developed. Not, that, not to that point yet. No, no. Okay. But they're, they're, they're getting there, I believe. Gotcha. All but right. I think the coolest thing about this is where uh, all the residents are going to be faced toward the green space. So they can see everything yeah. going on. Yep. And I think that's the beautiful aspect of this, you know, especially if they have kids so they can just keep an eye on them yeah. when needed. One of the things that I think we it's a short sightedness and I see why they want to do it right. I mean, the 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 cost, what you get when you build a house now with construction costs being so expensive, you got to stick as many homes as you can in these properties. People are building yeah. subdivisions and they actually have changed the zoning requirements of how closely houses can be together. If you drive by new subdivisions now, you see houses that are crazy close together closer than they would be and one thing you don't see anymore is green spaces you don't see parks in the middle of subdivisions you see a house put in every possible location that you can in this plot of land and i understand completely why they do that listen you're you're in a business you're not a charity you got to make as much money as you can but i'd love to see 
a zoning return to when we're planning these neighborhoods and just whether it's Lincoln homes or whether it's you know, any subdivision or yeah. whatever, having green spaces for people to share, having parks, having just the open space for the kids to play in, I think is so beneficial um, just to the health of a neighborhood. Yeah. I think it causes people to interact with each other, forces you to interact with each other because you're spending time in a common space. And I'd love to see a return to bigger yards and green spaces in neighborhoods. And now I can wish that all day yeah. long. It ain't going to happen, but wouldn't that be nice? And I'm, it's, I'm happy to see that they're doing that with Lincoln Homes. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's a couple other properties. And, uh, you know, I think the city council has really urged applicants who are rezoning and building these developments such as apartments or townhouses like if you do this build a park of some kind and there's been two scenarios where they've asked the applicant to do so and they followed suit and you know there's been multiple developments where there will be parks public parks actually i have one in mind yeah Yeah. it's it's, it's really nice to have a park in the neighborhood we all know that there's one city council person that will gladly <laughs> sign off on your request so long as you destroy every tree. <laughs> there's just too many of them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are your plans with the trees? We're going to take them all down. Go ahead. I'll sign out of off here. on that. You're out of here. There's too many trees. You're out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That, see, that was a good, that was a Chris transition that right was. there. Yeah. Moving on, guys. Moving on, Moving guys. On. There we go. Uh, Austin P to offer 1,200 parking spots for F&M Bank Arena events at 20 and $30 each. Okay, so <sighs> basically, let's have a moment of honesty. Here. Yes. Okay, I love, and I want to preface this by saying, I, Ryan Plugelman, love the FNM Bank Arena. I think it was a great idea. I think it was money well spent. I am happy it's here. I love it. I can't wait to see all the great things it brings to downtown. I say that to point out that maybe when we were planning all of this, maybe we should have had a plan for parking in place. Now, I know there is one, and I know the city's building a parking structure, and the county's building a parking structure as well nearby the F&M Bank Arena. Those are going to take a year or so to build, and I know they're breaking ground, and and things are moving in the direction, and some costs went up and that sort of thing, but that is happening. So what do we do in the meantime? In the meantime, we're like, where do we park? Well, thank goodness that we've got this temporary solution from Austin P, where people will be able to park um, on those parking space in those parking spaces, I will tell you the twenty dollar ones are going to or the twenty dollar ones are going to be the ones where you have to walk. The thirty dollar <laughs> ones are going to be the ones closest to the, yeah. the arena. So, but I guess there's an app you'll download and uh, you can you can buy your parking pass and your parking space via some app. And they're going to offer this during the days of big shows at the F and M Bank okay. Arena. That's exactly right. But you know there has been some. People that have resisted the idea of the pricing of this, at least. Uh, what do you think it was going to be free? I, I know. You think Austin like, you know what? Listen, out of the kindness of our own governor hearts, we're going to go ahead and just let everybody park for free. That yes. would turn into a madhouse. Oh. And the cool, <laughs> Actually, the cool thing about this, I don't think I read this previously. All available pre-sale parking options can be found in the Ospi parking portal. Okay. So you can have even yeah. pre-sale options, Ooh. which is a very nice yeah. little touch to that, too. Here, here's the reality. Anytime you go to a show, if you want to park somewhere where you don't have to walk 10 miles to get to the arena, yeah. you're going to have to pay for parking. 
And twenty and thirty dollars is pretty cheap considering you go to a Titans game or some places I'll charge you fifty bucks a park. Yeah. You know? That's very true right. too. I paid for parking for the Jonas Brothers concert that's coming up in October. Shout out Jonas Brothers. How much was your, your parking passes for the Joe Bros? I don't want to talk about it. Was it twenty dollars? <laughs> it was very expensive. Was it thirty dollars? It, it was over a hundred. Whoa! <laughs> Boom. So right now Now that's price gouging. This is great. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna send Jordan down to those parking spaces. And then when people go like, $30 to park, Maybe Jordan will go lie. like, hang on. I went and saw the Joe Bros, October, Bridgestone, $100 to hear him sing, Waffle House, live on stage. What's your favorite song from the Jonas Brothers? Oh, God. Is it an album like, cut? I think she's overwhelmed by all the options. That could be it. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of overwhelmed. Um, as probably be. burning up. That's not familiar with that one. Burning up, burning up for you, baby. (laughs) You you know that one? No. No, my kids are into the Year 3000, that's another good one. Yeah. That's that's probably the most popular, I think. Was that their, like, starting song, if I'm not mistaken? mistaken? Because it was in Meet the Robinsons, if you remember that movie. Yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, but, so anyway. Jordan paid over $100 to park at the Joe Bros. There's no complaining that you have to park, yeah. pay $30 to park at Austin P. But that's going to start, and they're going to coordinate that around the shows coming to the FNM Bank Arena. And, of course, basketball will be starting there. Um, and, and the Austin P. basketball will start in the fall, which will be exciting. So You know, I'd walk there if I could, Ryan, but my toe's broken. So Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know the one thing. Did, did she just show you the pass? $150. You know what? You know what we're gonna do? The same office chair that we're using to push Christian around <laughs> the office, we're gonna push you into the concert with that. We'll just let I'm park crying. and then we'll wheel you in. Does your husband not know you spent 150 bucks? Or is he gonna you well, come home from sure work? Well, let's make sure he doesn't find out. <laughs> make sure he does not check this podcast. That's just for parking. That's not for the concert tickets. <laughs> Oh my, God. oh, my God. You know what? The reason why we don't have enough parking for the FM Bank Arena downtown. You know the big problem? Too Boy. many trees. Too many trees <laughs> standing in the way. Those parking you, spaces. Your, your mind was blown with that, wasn't it? Seriously, I can't get over that. That's like, <laughs> that, that to me is going to be something that's sticking in my noodle for the rest of the day. Too many trees. I'm driving around. I'm just going to go, too many trees. I wish you would have been there that night when it like was there, first took place. When you heard, the, did people go like, what? People, it, eyebrows were raised. I saw that. Did the mayor do like a Spock I, I eyebrow I raise? Can't, like, I, I can't comment me. on that. You can't confirm? <laughs> no. I, yeah. That happened? Nod for yes. Blink <laughs> no, twice no. for yes. <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Those are the biggest stories on Clarksville now for the week of July 16th, 2023. We've got to go wheel Uh, Christian Brown back into his office on that squeaky (laughs) office chair. Get back to work. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Your Week, Your News, a Clarksville Now original podcast.